G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Life, Culture and Current Events from a Biblical Perspective, 2020 on Vision. It is Tuesday and as always, we like to check in on those news headlines that are coming directly out of Israel and the broader Middle East. Those sorts of events that unfold in Israel and the Middle East, they're very important so far as the overall plan of God for the history of the world. So why wouldn't we focus on those things? Ron Ross has taken some time to scour those Israel headlines overnight. He's back with us. Ron, welcome back to 2020. Good morning, Neil. Some important headlines to deal with, Ron. Let's start with one that says Israel applying pressure on the USA to attack Iran. How does this one look? Yeah, it's a bit David versus Goliath, isn't it? Mossad director David Barnea is in Washington to attempt to convince the US either to engage in military action against Iran, to endorse Israeli covert action, or to at least ramp up sanctions. Given that the Biden administration has made it clear behind the scenes that it's nowhere near endorsing military action, the best-case scenario for Israel may be tougher sanctions. The Israel Defense Minister, Benny Gantz, will follow Barnier as part of a full-court press heading to the United States on Thursday. The Vienna talks between the world powers and the Islamic Republic hit a low last Thursday, with both the US and the EU delegations declaring Tehran's demands to be extreme and accusing it of abandoning all of the understandings reached last spring towards a mutual return to the 2015 nuclear deal. American officials even said that China and Russia were taken aback by how hardline the Iranian demands were. The Mossad chief who's in America stated that Israel's intelligence agency will thwart any attempts by Tehran to possess nuclear weapons. Iran will not have nuclear weapons, not in the coming years, never. This is my personal commitment. This is the Mossad commitment, Barnea said. Well, one thing sure out of all of that, Ron, the pressure is certainly building. A a UN vote overwhelmingly denies Jewish connection to the Temple Mount. What is this one about? Yeah, I'm a bit concerned about Australia's involvement here. The UN General Assembly adopted a resolution which called the Temple Mount by its Muslim name, Haram al-Sharif, and downplayed the historical connection of the Jewish people to the holiest site in Judaism. Called the Jerusalem Resolution, the measure was passed by 129 to 11 vote with 31 abstentions, and those abstentions included Australia. The resolution said those endorsing it were expressing grave concern over the continued closure of Palestinian institutions in the city, as well as acts of provocation and incitement, including by Israeli settlers, including against holy sites. An American envoy to the United Nations said he'd voted against the measure due to its exclusionary nature, 
that denies the significance of the Temple Mount to faiths other than Islam. Dame Barbara Woodward, the British envoy to the UN, said the country had abstained on the measure due to its one-sided language, which she said she pushed the authors of the resolution to change. The resolution adopted today refers to the holy sites in Jerusalem in purely Islamic terms without recognising the Jewish terminology of the Temple Mount, she said. This morning I read a statement from the AJA. The Australian Jewish Association is profoundly disappointed that Australia meekly abstained instead of clearly voting against such a shameful resolution. Jerusalem was established in biblical times as the capital of the Jewish nation, with Kings David and Solomon ruling from there. Jerusalem has never throughout history been the capital of any entity other than the Jewish state. And I guess sometimes, Ron, abstaining is a little bit like sitting on the fence, uh, which may not be a strong enough position, is what you're saying. They're just weak as water. Okay, another disturbing headline. Under the heading, Believe It or Not, Israel Used Iranian Scientists to Blow Up Nuclear Installations. What's this one about? Yeah, I think this one's stranger than fiction. A small group of Iranian nuclear scientists helped Mossad... Israel's National Intelligence Agency, to carry out targeted strikes against the Islamic regime's nuclear installations, setting back efforts to create a nuclear bomb. Up to 10 scientists were approached by Mossad agents and asked to assist in the second of three major strikes carried out against Iranian facilities earlier this year, and this was reported by the Jewish Chronicle. Believing they were assisting international dissident groups, The scientists agreed, helping to blow up the A1000 centrifuge hall at Natanz in April. The scientists' motivations were all different, the source told the JC. Mossad found out what they deeply wanted in their lives and offered it to them. There was an inner circle of scientists who knew more about the operation and an outer circle who helped out but had less information. The centrifuge hall, which housed up to 5,000 centrifuges, is protected by 40 feet of concrete and iron, ruling out an air assault. Consequently, the team of insiders were essential to smuggling explosives into the hall in various ways. The scientists involved have been quietly evacuated to safe locations. The April operation was the second attack in a chain of three designed to cripple Iran's nuclear industry. Lots of things go on behind the scenes that uh, don't make the global headlines. Hey, Ron, let's continue. A peace proposal out of Egypt has infuriated Hamas. How does this one look? Yeah, Palestinian sources reported that Egyptian intelligence recently offered the Hamas leadership to open economic horizons for it in Egypt and pursue a very generous passage policy at the border crossings in exchange for a long-term ceasefire with Israel. However, Hamas sees this as interfering in its internal affairs and as an Egyptian bargaining chip. Recently, Egypt has emerged in the eyes of Hamas as representing the Israeli position that demands a price for the reconstruction of the Gaza Strip after Operation Guardian of the Walls and that there was a very significant gap between the Egyptian promises and the situation on the ground, according to the Palestinians. Hamas is now waiting for Egyptian intelligence chief 
Abbas Kamel's visit to Israel, during which he will present an outline for the truce that Egypt has formulated. And let's finish off on heading towards Christmas in the Holy Land. Christian Arabs from Gaza will be permitted to enter Israel for Christmas. How's this one, Ron? Israel's coordinator of government operations in Judea and Samaria, General Rassan Alian, held a traditional church tour of Jerusalem. The tour is held in preparation for the Christian community's celebration of Christmas. During the tour, General Alian met with various representatives on the, uh, of the Christian community, including the Kustos, the Latin Patriarch, the Greek Patriarch, and the Vatican Ambassador. General Alian also welcomed the fruitful cooperation between the Christian community and informed the community leaders that he approved a series of civilian measures for the Christian population in Judea and Samaria ahead of Christmas. The general also referred to the very small Christian community in Gaza, which is no longer under the authority of the State of Israel. These Christians are now under the rule of the Hamas-led regime. Israel will grant 500 entry permits to Gazan Christians so they can visit relatives that they might have in Israel. And 200 Christians from Gaza will be able to cross the Allenby Bridge into Jordan. It's a unique time for these people in Israel. No doubt, and there'll be all sorts of developments, no doubt, around Christmas as we get a little closer to. Hey, Ron, always appreciate you sharing your insights on what's happening, breaking news out of Israel and the Middle East. Thanks so much for being with us once again today on 2020. Well, thank you, Neil. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.